I'm Damian Bulwa. Today on Fifth and Mission, the story of two businesses in downtown San Francisco, one that's closing and the other that's opening. These two businesses, and many like them, are wrestling with the same question. How do you navigate a downtown that's been changed, perhaps forever, by the pandemic and the movement toward remote work that has been particularly pronounced in the tech industry? Complicating these business decisions further are the presence in the core of San Francisco of high rates of property crime like burglary and shoplifting, and the presence of an open-air drug market concentrated in the Tenderloin and south of Market. And perhaps most importantly, there are the broader struggles of retail in a world that's increasingly dominated by Amazon. My first guest today is Rick Karp of Cole Hardware, who on Wednesday closed one of the family's six locations. Later, I'll talk to Brian Sheehy. He's the founder and CEO of Future Bars, which last week reopened a historic jazz bar called the Dawn Club on Market Street. Future Bars now has 13 establishments in the city, a number of them downtown. First, I'm joined by Rick Karp. Rick, thanks for joining Fifth and Mission. Tell us about the decision to close your 9th Street store. Why'd you do it? We opened the store in 2017. We knew that it was a depressed neighborhood. The location serves as a distribution center slash warehouse for our entire six-store chain as well. And we thought that we could run a hardware store in the front that would do enough business to pay the rent. We knew that it was going to be slow at start. But there was a lot of development in the neighborhood and a lot of tech companies, and we felt the neighborhood was uh, headed towards a renaissance. Then the pandemic happened, and uh, the store has basically never been profitable. And I've decided that you know it's not going to be financially feasible to stay there, and we frankly can't afford it. We're paying more money out in payroll and expenses than we are bringing in in the cash registers. Rick. Tell us what it's like when the pandemic hits. What's it like for a business owner that's in a downtown area? Devastating. (laughs) Turning away from our 9th Street store to our 4th Street location, which you're familiar with, that store lost 60% of its business overnight. In a downtown area, the patrons of that store were folks like yourself working downtown, tourists, conventioneers engineers from hotel and office buildings, and some people that live downtown as well. But most of that business evaporated, and it's been coming back now about 10% a year since 2021, but still is way, way off the numbers that were pre-pandemic. So it was kind of scary. The business that they did do, you know, was for a lot of PPE stuff and things that people needed. But a lot of the folks that were coming in the store were politely people that we would prefer not come in the store. So there was a security risk at the same time as declining in business. Well, let's get into that. I mean, obviously, a big topic of conversation in San Francisco, public safety downtown, shoplifting downtown. How does that come to bear in the 4th Street and 9th Street stores? It's a big factor. I don't want to lead you or your listeners to the idea that we closed the 19th store because of security issues. We didn't. We closed it because of financial issues. That being said, at both of those stores, there are security issues every day, frankly. What do you do when someone is openly stealing? Do you confront them? We do try to confront them, but the laws in California are 
skewed towards the individual who is doing the stealing. We can't accuse you of stealing or try to get anything back from you or whatnot until you actually leave the store. And so it's very difficult to actually stop something from happening. And we also do not want our employees to be at risk. So if, you know, somebody is belligerent, they're politely ushered out (laughs) with or without the product. But Rick, a different story for your neighborhood stores, right? Yes, generally. There is still lots of shoplifting in, uh, that's a, Uh, The dirty, dark secret of retail is that a lot of people steal that you would not think steal, but there are way less threatening issues. And less pandemic disruption. Yeah. So the pandemic hit the retail stores in the neighborhoods in a different way. The neighborhood stores for one year, 2020, were actually very, very busy. We were a essential business and many businesses were closed. And so they were very busy. In uh, 21 and then 22 and now 23, business has been declining, but probably for other reasons. While I say they have theft, they don't have very much of the threatening variety. You know, the staff doesn't feel insecure in the neighborhood stores. I want to ask you something else, Rick. You've been pretty clear with people and customers, I think, in your in your message to them, even in closing the 9th Street store, you said, quote, Amazon will survive without you. Your favorite neighborhood shops may not. And really trying to send the message, hey, you know, you need to support these local businesses. What is the challenge there? Yeah, so I've been on a crusade most of my retail life trying to educate people about uh, big boxes and then about Amazon and reinforcing the message that San Francisco loves its neighborhood shopping districts. It's a city of neighborhoods. And people need to understand that they need to support the businesses, restaurants, bars, hardware stores, cleaners, pharmacies, etc. in those neighborhoods or those businesses are going to go out and the neighborhood shopping areas will decline. And certainly you see that all over San Francisco. There are vacancies everywhere. Not solely, but in large part, that's due to all those uh, gray vans you see driving around the city where Amazon is delivering to people's homes. I think that, uh, you know, during the pandemic, especially the Amazon addiction became more prevalent and they haven't changed their ways yet. And uh, locally owned businesses suffer. Yeah. Why is my bookstore going out of business? Well, it's because of the van in front of your house. Right. Exactly. That was Rick Karp, owner of Cole Hardware, which is closing one of its six retail locations on 9th Street, south of Market. But today's show is not all about businesses closing. We're going to talk about a new one opening. Brian Sheehy is the founder and CEO of Future Bars. Last week, Sheehy made another bet on downtown. The company opened the Dawn Club near 3rd and Market Streets. As my colleague Mario Cortez wrote, quote, bringing back regular jazz performances and an extensive catalog of whiskey, to the same place where its namesake operated until 1946. I'll talk to Brian Sheehy about opening up downtown right after this break. You're listening to Fifth and Mission. If you have a comment or there's a story you think we should cover, let us know. You can email us at fifth, that's F-I-F-T-H, at sfchronicle.com, or leave us a voicemail at 415-777-6156.
Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. Brian Sheehy joins me now. He's the founder and CEO of Future Bars, which opened its 13th drinking establishment in San Francisco last week, the Don Club, near 3rd and Market Streets. Some disclosure, the Hearst Corporation, which owns the Chronicle, is involved in that deal. Brian, don't you know people are closing businesses in downtown San Francisco? Of course they are, and they should be closing businesses. If they're in retail, they should be closing. If they're in high-rise office buildings, they probably should be closing also. But there's always going to be room for great hospitality establishments. Hospitality is not exactly retail, so it's a major, major difference. Well, what is the difference? Well, hospitality is about the caring of people, providing a gathering space where they can feel safe, where they can be treated, where they can be invigorated. And, you know, if they step inside our spaces, at least, you know, that's our intention. That's the reason that we're in business. And for the most part, we do a pretty good job at it and our places are quite busy. Yeah, I like the way you describe that. I want to ask you more about your outlook on the future of San Francisco. But first, can we go back? Tell me about your pandemic experience, particularly with the Don Club. You know, it was a traumatic time for our businesses, for all of San Francisco, and especially for hospitality business. Some of our locations were shut down for 18 months, so really a traumatic time. But fortunately for us, we've been working on this Dawn Club project for eight years. This is the same building that had the original Dawn Club from 1933 to 1946. So we were scheduled to commence construction a month before COVID, and about six months into it, we I had to contact my colleagues at Brookfield and at Hearst to tell them that, you know, this is probably not going to work out. The price of materials gone through the roof. Construction workers cannot be on the job site. And you're expecting us to start paying rent next month. And to give them their due, um, Hearst and Brookfield got together and they came up with more funds for us to stick with the, with the plan. And they extended our rent-free arrangement until the day we opened. So because they were flexible like that, we had the confidence to move ahead and we got the place built out and we're open now. So, Brian, obviously you talked about how offices and retail are struggling. I mean, we see it in the news every day. But even for bars and restaurants in 2022, I think about 25 percent closed down. So what are the challenges these businesses face and what can be done to make it better? Sure. Well, many of the bars and restaurants that were forced to shut down were really forced into that corner because of rent agreements that were signed during our boom years, the prior 10 years. And a lot of property owners in the downtown areas, for sure, have not waken up to the fact that the world has changed and the cost of doing business in San Francisco didn't go down because of COVID. It's actually gone up. Our minimum wage has gone up to $18.07 per hour. The cost of beverage has gone up. The cost of glassware, the cost of ingredients, it's all gone up. But what shouldn't be going up with so many vacancies is the cost to rent space for hospitality establishments. And that's why so many of these restaurants and bars have gone out of business, because the property owners, property managers were not willing to give them a fair opportunity to be successful in the upcoming five years. And with our own establishments where we're located, it's so important to have great relationships with the property owners. And, you know, we've been doing this for a long time now, over 20 years, and they know that. And they work with us all through the pandemic shutdown and they continue to work with us. Some of our bars are, you know, in challenged locations and continue to struggle, but we're breaking even. Some of our bars are excelling. They're doing the same business that we did pre-COVID. And, you know, we've got the confidence in working with our property owners that we're going to make this true because they're in this partnership with us. Yeah, a lot of people are waiting for property owners to kind of normalize 
these these costs. But I want to ask you a bigger question. You obviously believe in downtown San Francisco, as do I. We've been a city of booms and busts, right? I mean, it's kind of what we're known for. Are you optimistic about the future of San Francisco and why? Well, absolutely. We have to be optimistic. You know, how many times have we been through this over the years? Even in our short run here since 2002, you know, we opened our first bar on 6th Street between Market and Mission. You know, back then it was known as Skid Row. Well, that stretch of 6th Street at Market really hasn't changed in appearance. It still faces the same challenges that it faced all that time, you know, 20 years ago. But when we established that business there, we were so proud to be opening our first business in San Francisco. It didn't matter that it was in the, on a challenge street like 6th Street. And we made a success of it because it became a destination bar. And it, the, the experience has to be outstanding. The service has to be outstanding. And it has to be invigorating for people. And people will go out of their way to go and have those experiences. We continue to do that you know, a year later with our Swig Bar closer to Union Square. And then... In 2006, we opened what became, you know, probably our, our most famous bar, which is Bourbon Branch, also in a really challenged part of town. It's in the Tenderloin. It's at Jones and O'Farrell. And our challenge again there was to create an experience that was unusual and out, outstanding and second to none in San Francisco. That was our goal. And it has survived the test of time. That's why we're so confident about this particular location with the Dawn Club. Like we're on Marcus Street on you know, a, a stable part of Market Street. Our neighbors are the Hearst Building, the Manadnock Building. Across the street, we have the Ritz-Carlton Residences. And our closest neighbor is the Palace Hotel. And we have the BART station right there, completely renovated. We had the joy while we were building out just this, you know, almost this time last year, we were building out the new Dawn Club, the new Cask and the new Lark Store. And the Warriors Parade was there. You know, if people are concerned about being pessimistic, in San Francisco, just remember how delightful that was. Like that's the encouragement that we need and that's the type of spark that we need. And sure, there are major challenges in doing business in San Francisco, but we're a convention town. Conventions are not back where they need to be. They're doing a lot better this year than last year. Next year, they're gonna be good, but 2025 is gonna be a stellar year for conventions in San Francisco. It's gonna be wonderful. So how did it go in the first few days at the Don Club? Jazz, whiskey, people show up? Absolutely. So. Uh, you know, it's a compact space. Our capacity is 125 people. And, you know, some of our greatest supporters are already our colleagues in the hotels. We've had, you know, the hotel managers and general managers from the Palace, Kevin and Angie. We've had the managers from the St. Regis, the Four Seasons, the Hyatt Regency, the W. And their sales staff are coming in. Their concierge are coming in. Their front desk managers are coming in because they see this as an amenity for our little neighborhood down there, an independent operator Hopefully people will find this truly special. Um, yes, there are time limited reservations so that as many people as possible can have this experience. Our challenge is to make sure that it is outstanding and superior to most bar experiences in the downtown area. On top of that, we have one of the rarest whiskey collections anywhere in this part of the world, I would say. We partner with the local jazz community as we have done at Local Edition for the last nearly 10 years now. So this is the big change. This is an authentic jazz experience with great cocktails and superior service. Brian, thanks for coming on. Good luck to you. Thank you very much. We hope to see you down there soon. Thanks to my guests today on Fifth and Mission, Rick Karp of Cole Hardware and Brian Sheehy of Future Bars. Thanks also to King Kaufman for producing this episode and thank you for listening. <laughs>